0: Hi everyone and welcome to Matrimonies Master Debaters. My name is Danielle and I co-host this podcast with my husband Ian. However, today I am once again a solo master debater, and that was by request. And you'll get what I'm saying if you continue to listen to today's episode. In today's episode, I basically vent and complain about my husband, but then again, what else is new? Uh so if you want to listen to, you know, things like how big of a baby my husband is when he has a man cold, then continue to listen. You'll like what I have to say. Thank you so much for listening. And I love your face. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Matrimonious Master Debaters. And today I am, yes, once again, a solo master debater. And uh, the reason why is because I basically told Ian I need to have another episode with just me. Why? Because I have a lot of things that I need to discuss and I have a lot of things that I need to get off of my chest. So I have lately been on edge. You betcha. I am on edge most of the day. I am stressed. I am feeling a lot of anxiety. I'm feeling a lot of feelings. Okay. I, I'm, I, I'm having a feeling every moment of the day and I don't ever know exactly what that feeling is going to be. So because I'm constantly on edge, I've been complaining a lot and every little thing seems to irritate me. For example, I have family that have came in out of town. They're staying with my parents. It's my mom's side of the family. I haven't seen them in years. I spent three days cleaning, purging, organizing, decorating, rearranging, and deep cleaning my home because anytime I have company come over, I do a really good job in cleaning my house and making sure it looks nice. Well, this particular family member has never seen, two family members have never seen my home and I wanted wanted it to look its best. So I spent three days being even more anal retentive than what I already am. They get over here. They're here about an hour and a half. They came over today, they were here an hour and a half. I'm making a long story short and they leave. They were literally in my house for 15 minutes and then we sat outside on my new patio furniture for the majority of the hour and a half that they were here. And then my mom gets up and says, well, we gotta go. I gotta wake up early tomorrow. That's my mom. So they leave. I was pissed. I spent all that time cleaning for 15 minutes of them being in the home. Whatever. I'm not going to go into detail. That was a long story short. Irritated. Everything is irritating me. I am just stressed. I am struggling. I don't know what to do. My husband, it feels like, is working more now than he ever has before. Now, this could just be because I've been cooped up inside of the house for months and months and months, and I'm noticing it, or he is actually working a lot more than usual. So I am the one who is the caregiver, the caretaker, the homemaker. I am doing all of it. I am the primary here. Plus, I'm trying to keep a small business afloat, and I'm struggling. Plus... Every decision I make hurts my brain to the point where I feel like I have to pop an Accenture every two, three hours. I'm getting stress headaches. I know I am not the only one here that I know that I am not the only one who feels the pressure. There's a lot. And if and they still haven't decided if kids if, if like in my district, if my kids are going back to school or not, they don't know what they're going to do. So I've been waiting on pins and needles because when they do finally make a decision, I don't know what if I'm going to, I don't know what my decision is going to be. There's a lot of decisions. I'm having a hard time picking out what clothes I should wear in the morning. Thank God I don't wear underwear. It's one last article of clothing that I have to choose. I don't know. It's just a lot. I'm just stressed. And every little thing is bugging me. You know, we've only been cooped up for months and months and months and months and months. Social distancing. Now, Grant, I go outside every single day. I have to take my kids to the park, on a walk, on a bike ride. We have to get outside. But for the most part, we're not really going anywhere unless we have to. It's isolating. You know, it's like, oh, this is just awful. And I'm stressed, I'm struggling. And I can't show anyone that I'm struggling because I don't want to freak my family out. I don't want them to worry because I'm trying to keep them from not worrying. You know, trying to, you know, that's the mom. That's the mom role is to put the smile on the face and make things look like everything's fine and happy and hunky-dory so they don't freak out. You know, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. (laughs) I'm struggling. So my husband tells me, and and you're going to understand real quick why I didn't want him on this episode. My husband says, cause what what was I talking about? Oh, I've been ordering so much crap offline. It's unreal. I have a package here. I swear to God every day. And he starts like getting in on me. Why is there packages here every day? Like, don't worry about it. Okay. Like, that's my attitude now. It's really bad. And he's like, well, what is it? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Well, Danielle, you've been shopping a lot. Yeah, well, you got to do it online. It looks more than what it is because I'm shopping online. I'm not actually going out to the store once a week or whatever. You know, sometimes I forget to get things when I'm online because I'm not actually in the store. Looking. So I snap at him. Like, shut up. Okay. Just leave me alone and let me have my Amazon. Okay. So he gets, you know, he keeps going. Like, he thinks I have like a fucking shopping problem or something. It's like, no, I don't. And how dare you think that? I wasn't, it's not like I was, you know, contemplating on taking a card out in his name. No, that's a problem. That would be a shopping problem. And don't ask me why I thought of that. That would be a problem. Do I Have I done that? No. Don't tell me I have a problem. <sighs> Anywho, he was getting on me. He was asking me questions. Don't ask me questions right now. Oh my God. And then every fucking day, every day, he's asking me because I've been, you know, like I said, I was cleaning a lot. I've been deep cleaning. I've been organizing. I've been reorganizing. I do it every fucking month. I put out fall decorations. Now, normally I only decorate for Halloween and Christmas, but this year I decided I'm going to decorate for autumn and then I'm going to decorate for winter and then spring and then summer again, but I was really pumped about my, my autumn decor. It's not Halloween decor, it's seasonal decor, autumn decor, well, it's still summer. So, you know, I, I bought autumn decor. He got on me about that, but I have to keep, I'm constantly redecorating and rearranging because I need a new change of scenery, okay? I'm freaking out. <laughs> So anyway, where was I getting at? Oh, so I've been rearranging a lot. I've been purging my house a lot. So every day he's asking me, where's this? Where's that? I fucking told you when I moved whatever I moved where it is now. I don't give a fuck that I changed the, I don't give a shit that I moved the pots and pans from one cabinet to one drawer to now a new cabinet. Every time I move it, I tell you where it is. Remember now for the most part, most stuff in the house is where it's always been. Okay. But he still asks me every single day. Where's this? Where's my belt? Where's my wallet? Today alone. It was, where's my belt? Where's my wallet? Do you know where, um, uh, this shirt is? Where are all my underwear? Oh my God. The underwear. Once a week, he is yelling at me to wash his fucking boxers. I'm like, Jesus God, Ian, how many, how many times do you change your fucking underwear a day? Cause the man never seems to have underwear. Did you do my boxers? Did you wash my boxers? Go wash your own fucking underwear. And how many pairs of underwear do you go through a day? Well, at least one Danielle. Well, you know what? Don't wear any like I do. Okay. And then you won't have a fucking problem. Well, I wear jeans, Danielle. I wear work pants. Well, enjoy the friction. Okay. Enjoy the friction. For you, it'll probably be a fucking ball. It'll be like a roll in the hay with your penis in your pants. Okay. It's like I every day. And I do wash his underwear. I do wash his underwear, okay? I'm not like my mom. I don't. I've only done that a couple of times where I've gotten mad at him and not washed his underwear, okay? But for the most part, I'm not my fucking mom. And don't you dare call me my mother that I'm turning into my mother. He's done that. Don't you go there. Don't do it, okay? I wash his underwear. He has underwear. I have bins they're not even bins those they're those little fabric cubes i have a bunch of them on the top row on a shelf in the closet his underwear are in the far right two fabric boxes okay they're fucking in there sometimes there's uh like white t-shirts on top of them dig look use your eyeballs Use the eyeballs. Don't look directly at me in the eyes, but use your eyeballs to see where your fucking wallet is, where your keys are, where your fucking underwear are. Use the balls and look. He doesn't fucking look. It's like it's right there in front of him, but he doesn't look. How do you not see it? But you ask me every day where something is, and it's not just one something, it's 25 fucking somethings. Anyway, I wash his underwear. Dirt, I just dropped the mic. I'm getting a little excited. I need to breathe and calm down. Anyway, he tells me, I've been complaining a lot lately. Oh, am I, in? You wanna know what I do in the day? Here, let me reminisce for you. Okay. Uh, I wake up between 7 and 7:30 in the morning. So I can get a couple hours to myself. Okay, that's my time. That's me time. Okay. I have my five-hour energy, my first one of the day, because I don't sleep at night, because I can't sleep unless. Everyone in the household is sleeping because that's me. I need to make sure everyone is sleeping before I can fall asleep. Head does not hit that pillow until my children are in bed sleeping and dreaming of sugar plums. Whatever the hell kids dream about. Okay, probably Fortnite and horses. Because my daughter wants a pony and my son's upset, obsessed with Fortnite. okay. So I wake up, I get a couple hours of myself. It takes me about 10, 15 minutes before I feel the five-hour energy kicking in. And if I don't have that, I have a Red Bull. And if I don't have a Red Bull, then I have a coffee, okay? So then I have my time. I jump on my computer. I look through my emails. I make sure that I, you know, get to everybody, all of my clients, anything that's important. Then I go through my daily agenda. But first I go through, I have to sit down in the morning and realize that even though things are stressful, I am grateful. I am grateful for everything I have and it humbles me. It brings me down. Humble is what I mean. It grounds me, not brings me down. It grounds me. So I get out my I have my caffeine. I have my gratitude journal. Then I go, you know. So wake up, caffeine, emails, gratitude journal. And then I go through my my daily schedule and agenda, and I write down all the things that I need to do. Then after I've had that, I wash my face, I brush my teeth. Sometimes I drop in the job, drop, drop, I can't talk, jump in the shower. Most of the time I like to do that at night. The reason why I like to shower at night is because I feel like I've I've sweated a lot during the day and I can't get into my bed unless I'm clean. So unless I miss my nightly shower, I do it in the morning and then I do a little bit of work on the computer, whether, and I, I brush my teeth in between all of this and brush my hair and put on my makeup and get dressed. And then I jump on my computer again. And I make sure that, you know, I have everything in order and all the bills are paid. And then I try to do some work on the new thing that I'm working on. And then on the podcast, if I have some free time, but most of the time it's like business related, cause I got to get that done. Then, you know, if I have enough time, I do some cleaning, but not, you know, before I fed the animals and made sure they have their water and everything. Then the kids wake up Then I got to, you know, make sure that they have their clothes laid out for the day and that they've had breakfast and that they've brushed their teeth. And then they get to unwind and play with something while I continue to clean up after breakfast. And then the day goes on like this. okay? then it's lunches and dinners and more laundry and more cleaning and more work. And it's nonstop. Animals are mixed in with all of that, too. You know, it's, it, it it's kids and it's animals and it's dishes and it's laundry and it's the computer and it's work and it's all sorts of stuff. There's a lot during the day. And then I keep going and going and going. And maybe if I'm lucky, I'll get maybe 30 minutes at night to just sit and watch some YouTube. It's a lot. I could keep going. Now I rambled there because I just got, I'm venting. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to me, Vent. I love your fucking face. Thank you so much. You're like my therapist. I really, really appreciate it. I Everything that I just said is not in order. It's just me rambling, but you get the gist of it, okay? I have a specific routine. I have a specific order, but I'm so heated right now that I'm just rambling words, like vomiting out of my mouth. But you get what I'm saying. There's a lot that goes on. You know, another thing I forgot to mention is about my work and me working. You know, it used to be where, you know, the grandparents would come over here or I would drop the kids off at the grandparents' house so I could go to work. But now I'm doing everything virtual, virtually. So I have to now in the morning, like early, early in the morning, even wake up earlier so I can do my virtual sessions. It's just crazy. Like I'm trying to keep this small small business afloat right now. I have no idea what's going on with the school district. I have no idea if they're going back to school or not. And if they do, I have no idea what decision I'm going to make. It's just. Breathe. So anywho, Lots of stuff. Did I already talk about the school thing? Did I already bring that up? I might have already brought that up. It's because I'm really freaking out about it. Like. I, there's so much going on right now inside of my brain that it's just, I don't, I can't even think straight. (laughs) Anyway, um, let's go back to what I was originally talking about. Ian telling me that I was, I'm complaining. I, I, I complain a lot. Do I, do I complain a lot, Ian? I bet I do. You know what pisses him off the most is when I say, how was your vacation after he's like, stayed overnight for work? Like he's been gone like a day or two or sometimes more because he's got to travel for work. And I'm like, how was your vacation? It's not a vacation and you only get to work. Oh really? So when you wake up at like, you know, seven, eight o'clock and sometimes you're done with work at maybe three, four, five o'clock. And then what do you do for the rest of the night? Well, we have to sit in the hotel and have dinner. And, you know, I just sit there and watch TV. That's a fucking vacation, Ian. Even if you only, even if that only happens once in a great while, like maybe like every once a month that happens, I'll hear him say, well, we got to work early. So we, you know, I just went back to the hotel, got some food and, you know, watch TV. I'm like, that's a fucking vacation. Okay. I don't get that. I don't get that. I don't get to do that. I don't remember the last time I took a nap. It's been at least 10 years. Like I'm not kidding. Okay. I even fucking slept in 10 years because I'm my my panties are so balled up in my asshole because I'm always stressed out and worrying. Oh, I think I need to talk to someone. <laughs> anyway, he tells me you complain a lot. And I said, Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yep, I do. So just take it. Okay. Be a man and take it like a man. You know, I want to bring this up and I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to. When I was in labor with my first, with my son, Ian and I had no idea what, you know, with your first one, you never know what's going to happen. Like you don't know what to expect. So you just kind of like go through the emotions and I'm going to tell you what my, pregnancy with both of my children was awful. Uh, I wish I was one of those women that loved being pregnant. I did not. It was not, it was not fun for me. And my labors were (laughs) worse. Um, I, I, I just, my labor sucked. Okay. And my first one, it was awful. And one of these days I will go through my birthing stories with both kids. Okay and it's not meant for pregnant women to listen to. That's all I gotta say. But bottom line is first one, you know, we were both just kind of, you know, going through the emotions. Okay, second one, you kind of know what to expect. Second one, the doctors and nurses tell you, oh, your second one will, you know, usually come quicker. Yeah, okay, yeah, it didn't. I am not joking when I say I was in labor down to the last minute. As long as I was in labor with my first one, first one, 27 hours, 10 minutes. Second one, 27 hours, 10 minutes. I'm not kidding. When they, I'm not kidding. When they marked me from the time that when I, I always made sure to look at the clock every time my water broke and Holy shit, when my water would break it broke. It would just with both of my labors, I eventually just stood in the shower. That's what I did. And that I'm not kidding. They in both of my uh rooms, there was a one of them had a no, neither one of them had a tub, I don't think, but for sure a shower. I just stood in there and let it go. Like it my water broke for hours. I mean, I literally was carrying so much fluid in me. It was unreal. It just kept gushing, gushing. I remember I would keep with, it's funny with both, with both of my um, kids after my water broke, I held a towel underneath me. And with my first one, I actually brought it into the room with me because Ian didn't know that I had one. With my second one, he knew that I had a towel like on me, and I'm like, "Here, Ian, put it somewhere." And I, I, I meant for him to put it like in the back seat because I didn't want I, I didn't want to bring it into because the nurses gave me a weird look with the first one, and I didn't want that look again when I, <laughs> when I, you know, took out my water fluid towel. So with Zoe, my second one, I was like, here, just, you know, put it somewhere. And I meant for him to put it like somewhere in the car and then take it home. And then, or, or I wasn't going to keep it. I was just going to throw it. What does he do? He takes it and he chucks it under the fucking car. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, "I I don't know what to do with it. I'm like. Put it in the fucking car. So then I'm like, and then he was like proceeding to walk into the hospital. I'm like, Ian, what are you doing? And he's like, what? And I'm like, go grab the fucking towel underneath the car and put it in the fucking car. Okay. And he's like, "Oh, oh, okay. Anyway, getting to a point here. So we were told that this was going to be quicker than the first one. 14 hours go by. Okay. So you want to talk about complaining. I'm going to tell you about my husband complaining while I was birthing his second child. 14 hours goes by. We're in the hospital. He's sitting on the bed bench, whatever it is in the hospital room. And I said, Hey, can you, can you turn the TV to something that I can watch? Like, I think there was friends on, I'm like, I'll watch friends. Like I love friends. Just turn that on. Cause you know, we're waiting at this point point. and I'm trying to keep my mind off of like the pain and what's about to come. Okay. So he does, he puts the remote down and he sits there and about a couple minutes go by and he goes, Hey, and I go, yeah. He goes, how long do you think this is going to take? This is taking forever. Do we really have to? I mean, come on. It's supposed to be shorter. I'm like, you motherfucker. Did you seriously just ask? Are you what? What? I said, yeah, Ian. She just told me she'll be here in about fucking 10 minutes. She just, you know. wrung me. She'll she'll be here in about 10. No, I don't fucking know how long this is going to take. Like looking at me like he's bored. I don't want to do this again. I don't want to sit in a hospital for hours and hours and hours. I am birthing your daughter. I am in pain. I just had the worst, second worst epidural administered into me. Okay. Yeah. That didn't go well either. Both times. I have shit in my veins. I got tubes hanging on my veins. I got a headache. My headache and my heartburn got so bad that they ended up giving me, um, an additional pain med because it, I was in, I was dying. It was awful. Okay. I'm sitting here in fucking agony and you have the balls to sit there and ask me how long do you think this is going to take? Because you're bored. oh, Oh. and, and I'm complaining. Really? Okay. Let's backtrack. Let's just got to take a breath. I don't know why I just thought of this, but, um, (laughs) now that I'm talking about hospitals, I was thinking about, you know, being sick. So every time you want to talk about complaining and being a baby, Okay. Watch a man cold. That's a baby. So every time I was sick or the kids would get sick, literally minutes after me telling Ian, Hey, I don't feel that great. Or my kids telling Ian, he like they don't feel, they don't feel good minutes after, you know, I don't feel so hot myself. I don't feel so great either. It's like, dude, you are not sick. You are a fucking hypochondriac or, or if you know that I'm not feeling good, you don't want to be the one to do all of the caretaking and housework. So then you're like, I'm sick. Or, you know, you don't want to be the one to take care of, you know, puking, pooping kids. So you start to say, well, I don't feel that great. It could be that. I wonder if it's that that son of a bitch. I wonder if that's it. I don't know. I can't tell if he's just doing it because of those reasons or because he's a fucking hypochondriac. But let me tell you something, a man, at least my man who is sick when he's sick. And it's not even really sick. I don't think I've ever really seen Ian sick, sick, like puking diarrhea sick, maybe once or twice. He usually has, he's got a pretty good immune system. I'm the walking medical experiment. Seriously. I, I have had so many issues. I, it's unreal. I have been catheterized, I think 11 times in my life. Cause I've had so many bladder issues. I was catheterized three times in one night. I had a UTI so fucking bad that I couldn't pee anymore. And I went into the doctor and, and they had to catheterize me then they took it out. Well, they gave me medication. Well, the medication takes a while for it to kick in. So a couple hours go by, I can't pee again. And when I got to go, because I have a weak bladder, I got to fucking go. And that's painful when you have to pee and you can't fucking pee. A couple of times I can't drink beer. I don't know why. There's something about beer that if I drink too much of it, or when I have drank too much of it and when I mean too much I mean like if I have four or five beers I will pee continuously like I have to pee every 5 minutes that's why I, I hate beer I won't drink it but there was a couple of times where I drank beer and I think I peed so much that I just couldn't pee anymore or there was something in it that just stopped me from peeing I'm not quite sure but I had to go get catheterized and then there was a couple of medications that I've taken over the years um, where it, I couldn't pee. So I had to be catheterized then I've been, I was cat. Well, and I was obviously catheterized when I was pregnant with both my kids. Cause I had an epidural with both of them. Um, I've had a couple of UTIs. I've been catheterized a lot, but yeah, I've been cat. I was catheterized three times in one night. So the, so then I, okay. So back to the original story. So they give me the medication and hours go by and I still can't go because it just hadn't kicked in yet. So I had to go back to the hospital for a second time. They catheterized me again. Okay. Instead of leaving it in, which by the way, I've had a catheter in me twice for a couple of days because of UTI infections where I have a piss bag on me. I'm getting personal. You betcha. So anywho, I end up having to go back to the hospital a third time a third time in less than probably 12, 13, maybe 15 hours. No, it had to been shorter than that. Cause I think it was just one whole night. I want to say it was like 6 PM to maybe like five, six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's about right. Anyway, I go back for a third time and I told them, don't you dare take it out. You keep that in, you keep that in until the medication is in my system and it's been in my system for at least a day or two because I was terrified to take it out they kept it in for about two days I think I think it was yeah about two days and the only nice thing about it is that like you don't have to get up to go to the bathroom you just pee in the bag or pee in the tube and it goes in the bag and they empty the bag so anyway it's not funny it was awful but the third time that they catheterized me that night pain pain I've had back issues. They call it an extra vertebrae. They found that out after I got into my car accident where I dislocated my jaw. I had locked jaw because of it. I had to go in and have them. I had to go into a professional to unlock my jaw. That fucking hurt. I've had root canals where they didn't numb me all the way and I felt it. And they jabbed me about four or five times. And the last time they did it, I said, if you don't numb this nerve, you're going to stop what you're doing. I was in so much pain. They, so the, the nurse or the dentist or whatever probably thought she was probably embarrassed because she, she stuck me so many times. She shouldn't have done the root canal because she even told me it's not a molar. If it was a molar, then I would have to refer you to someone else, but because it's not, it's the one next to the molar we can do it. Well, no, she couldn't because she jabbed me six, well, four or five times to numb it. And it wasn't fully numb. Cause I kept telling it hurts. And then I think it was like, like, yeah, like the fifth or sixth time she went to jab me, I said, do it or be done or get someone else. And I think she was embarrassed. So when she went in there, she fucking went in there and hit a nerve. And I'm telling you what, I have never felt pain like that in my life. I almost passed out going through childbirth, horrible labors. I mean, you guys, the list is long. It I've had, I also need to take my tonsils out because I get tonsillitis at least once a year where they, my tonsils blow up to like the size of golf balls in my mouth and my throat. It's just fucking awful. Like, and I just, you just do it, you know, you just deal with it. Okay. So Ian, when he's sick, and it's not even like sick, like I said. It's not even like sick. It's like a fucking cold. He's in bed. Can you go get me an Advil? I can't move. Can you can you get me an extra blanket because it's so cold? Can you turn the TV on for me because I can't reach? My body aches so bad. Can you get me some Sprite and something to eat because I just can't get up to make it myself? You have a fucking cold. Okay. Jesus. Oh, it's like, whatever. And he tells me, he has the balls to sit there and tell me I complain. You have a fucking cold and you're acting like you're on your deathbed. Like what? Anyway. Yeah. So you're right. I am venting. I am going on a rant. Thank you so much for listening to me. I can't say that enough. You're like my, this is therapy for me. You're like my therapist. It's just good to get it off your chest. You know what I mean? And I know I'm bitching about him. Okay. I, I love the man. I have said this a thousand times. He is an amazing dad. He is an amazing husband. He's an amazing provider. I love him. He has great qualities, but sometimes you got a bitch. Okay. A woman's got a bitch about her man. Just like men have to bitch about their fucking wives. You know, if you are a man listening to this, you are bitching about us just as much as we're bitching about you. That's the circle of life. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think what else should we discuss or how long have I gone? You know, one thing I will say that I do feel bad about, that I complain about a lot is the fact that, you know, Ian does work a lot and he works crazy hours. Like there's times where he, like he is literally on call 24 hours out of the day. And when he gets a phone call, it's like, whether it's 11 o'clock at night, two o'clock in the morning, whatever, it doesn't matter. He's got to go. So the schedule is so unpredictable. And I can't really plan anything, but on top of it, it's like, I hate saying this. Sometimes I feel like I am a single mother and I'm doing all of it by myself. And the thing is, is that it's like, it's a, it's so confusing and frustrating because without him we wouldn't have what we have I would not be living in this house I would not have the things that I have my children would not have the things that they have it he works hard for what he has and I am I appreciate him for that he works hard damn hard. So it's like, I'm upset because he's not here, but I'm proud of him because of what, you know, he's accomplished and and what we have. It's just, you know, what do you do? And I don't want to make him feel bad because he has to go to work. You know, what is he supposed to do? So I don't, when, when he first started doing this type of work where he was gone a lot, I had, you know, I, I'll tell you what it was. I struggled hard. I think I have brought this up before where you know, I had a four-year-old and a newborn and I was trying to work full, I was working full-time and he was gone all the time. So here I am trying to take care of two kids, a newborn, a four-year-old working full-time, doing all of the running around, doing everything. And he was gone. And I, I mean, it, that's fucking hard. It's hard. And I know I shouldn't be complaining because I know that there's there is single mothers or single fathers out there or single grandparents or single parents guardians whatever out there who are doing that every day all day all the time always so you know I I yeah I'm just venting and it and complaining and being a bitch um so I'll ever, you know, in the last probably two, you know, year and a half, two years or so, I just, it wasn't fair to him. It was like, he gave, he basically said, either I go find something else for less pay, or I continue to do what I'm doing, but you have to, you got to stop. And he was right. He was right. I had to stop i had to be like it it, i had to. he was giving me the decision you know which gotta give the man credit like at least you know he did that and i said no you keep doing that was the decision i made i said you keep doing what you're doing because i knew that he was going to i know that this is going to pay off but i think he also teeters on this too. Like, is this worth it? You know, being gone so much, you know, your kids are only young for so long and then they they're, you know, grown up. So I know that bothers him. Anyway, life is full of hard choices and we do the best that we can, but Hey, listen, just because you know something has to get done just because you know something is right just because you know you know that this is just what it is doesn't mean that the way you feel isn't valid because it is you know just because something is the right thing or a good thing or something you have to do doesn't necessarily mean that you have to feel like you love it you know what i mean You can be angry. You can be sad. The only thing that I can't keep doing is yelling and complaining at him about that because this was a decision that we made mutually. You know, I made that decision. So anyway, I don't know. Does any, you know, anyone out there who is going through a similar situation as me, who's been in a similar situation as I am Uh, advice I need it like what do you what do you do in that situation where you know your husband or your wife is gone all the time but they're you know bringing in a good income and the reason why you have everything you have is because of that income but you know they're gone a lot and they're working a lot and that pisses you off but you know you don't know what to do. How do you handle that? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Anyway, um, I think that's about it for tonight. I think I'm gonna leave it at that. I think a lot has been said. Yeah, a lot's been said. Anyway, I love your face. Thank you so much for listening. Ian will be on the next episode. Not quite sure what we're going to talk about, but Uh, And I wouldn't bring it up anyway, because I said I wasn't going to do that anymore. And uh, we're excited to get to the next one. So thank you again so much for listening. And we will talk to you on the next one. Bye, everyone.